Hi, I'm Martin Albrechtson. And- Hi, guys. I'm Saido Berahino. Hi, I'm Darren Carter. You're listening to the Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views, and opinions on all things Albion. So it was back to back to back 2-0 league defeats to Sheffield United on Wednesday night as any hope of Albion's remaining playoff push seemed to plunge into uncertainty. Welcome back to the Baggies podcast. Today we're joined by ITV's investigations correspondent and massive Albion fan. It's the brilliant Daniel Hewitt. Dan, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Night after another defeat. I think I only ever talk to you after we've lost, so... Um, I don't know whether that's you being cruel or me being sadistic, but there you go. Yeah, and I mean, last talking about sort of last time you were on. Well, first of all, you've got a different different role at ITV by the by the sounds of things. Um, you were political correspondent, and now you're investigation correspondent. What's the difference between those two things, and and what do you what, what are you doing now, basically? Yeah, change of job. I was a, worked in Westminster doing politics for quite a while, and um, I started doing a, a kind of housing investigation a couple of years ago, which uh, really um, kind of felt really fulfilling. And as a result of that, ITV decided to create a new role, um, looking kind of solely on kind of long-term project investigations. Um, and so, uh, yeah, good commitment from ITV News to kind of give me this uh, role and get us kind of digging around into more long-term stories, more impactful stories, rather than the day-to-day um, sort of a politics, and um, and while I'm here, uh, there's a I've got a documentary out on Sunday, Sunday the 30th of April at 10:20 p.m. on ITV, Life and Debt. So um, if you are interested in what I do, uh, we have a documentary out on Sunday. I thought I'd get that plug in early, Lewis. Sorry, early plug. And I mean, you're fresh from an appearance on Good Morning Britain as well this morning as well. You've had an early start. Yes, this is the highlight of my day, though. Like, Good Morning Britain was just the warm-up <laughs> yeah. for the Baggies podcast. That's what we love to hear. But, I mean, in terms of West Brom, last time you were on here, uh, you came on after a nil-nil draw at Coventry. Steve Bruce was still the manager. We were kind of sort of ebbing into the end of the season, I'd say, as as, as kind of petering out. We were playing to, I think we had, you know, run of games, Coventry, Barnsley, Blackpool. They were sort of the end. That was the end of the season. Um, it's quite a favourable running, but for some, for a team with nothing to play for, it wasn't very helpful for us because we just kind of wanted the season to disappear. Um, I mean, is it is, are things better or worse since you last came on the show, Dan? Would you say? I think on the pitch, better. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. depends which one you want to go on. But on the pitch, um, I think Carlos Corbran is a really smart manager. Um, obviously, when Steve Bruce departed, we were in a real pickle and I went to Millwall away and we lost quite late on I think we lost 2-1 at Millwall quite last minute and I remember just kind of seeing the players uh kind of their response to the equaliser and just this inevitability about Millwall scoring and that was in November and I just came away from that game thinking this team's going to get relegated Mm. Uh, I was slightly convinced of that because the, the squad looked pretty uh, thin, good enough to stay in the championship, but just felt like it had lost all its kind of character and drive. And um, I actually thought if we are talking with two games to go uh, to you on this podcast, I thought we'd be talking about whether we're going to stay in the league mm-hmm. or not. So the fact that we're still, as we speak, in the hunt for a playoff place with two games to go, given we were 
23rd in November, just before the World Cup. And I genuinely felt like we were doomed. Um, I'll take that. I'll take that off the pitch, completely different story and maybe a different podcast. But on the pitch, I think we are in a better place than we were a year ago. Yeah, and I think in terms of that, at least we've got something to play for at this end of the season. I think that at least keeps a, a bit of an interest for a lot of Albion fans. Uh, I'm sure me and you particularly, Dan, because, you know, as, as we've talked about uh, in the past, we just, I think, you know, the, the line that you, you came out with, I think maybe a couple of times that you've been on here is you just want to see us win is 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 kind of your your mantra, I'll say. But yeah, I think at least we've had a little bit of that under under Corbrand so far. And I suppose he's, you know, in, in terms of perspective, I think maybe we it, it's needed a little bit here because obviously I've seen plenty of people on on social media saying bottled it you know we we are we're out you know it's it's been an awful sort of season but i think from where we were as you say to where we are now i think we've 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 come a long way from from the side that looked to be to to be fighting relegation come the end of the season uh, back in say october time yeah i i just don't buy this kind of bottling it narrative at all i think the team under corbran has shown an incredible amount of character to come back from I thought kind of the brink of relegation in 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 sort of in November to where we are now, um, and I think what's happened in the last few weeks is the injuries have really not helped. The squad is incredibly thin. You look at the starting eleven at Sheffield United. I think five or at least at least five, maybe six of those players that started the game you would not have expected to start mm-hmm. at the start of the season. Um, and he's having he's you, you go one nil down to Sheffield United and there is just nothing on the bench to bring on by way of a striker certainly but also kind of in, just creatively in midfield like there's just Dean Garner and Phillips being out is a big loss I think though Phillips in particular had started playing really well under Corbran I just don't buy it I don't think the last few games as we've seen a lack of effort and I don't think we've seen a lack of character I don't think we've seen a lack of drive yeah. I think it's a lack of quality and. Corbran, I think, has squeezed every last bit of quality out of this squad to get them out of the relegation zone in this position. And look, we we, we lost last night to a good team. That they are absolutely the second best team in this league. Yeah. Um, they absolutely deserve to get promoted. The minute they went one nil up, it was clearly not we mm. weren't going to get back in the game. I couldn't see where we were going to get a goal from. Um, last night was a bonus. It was if we'd have got a point or a win, that would have been a bonus. The reality is. We are playing, I think, two pretty poor sides in Norwich and yeah. Swansea. I think, I think, if we win those two games, which I think we can, I think we get in the playoffs. Um, but I don't think if we don't, um, it's been a failure on Corbyn's part. I mean, it's been a failure as a, the size of our club. We should not be in the situation we're in. But that is nothing, I don't think, to do with Carlos Corbyn, who I think has done a remarkable job. And I just don't buy this narrative that they bottled it and that they're not trying i just don't buy that at all okay yeah well i think um yeah i think the fact i think corbran i think you know you've sort of touched on it i think he's probably taken this collective group of players as, as far as he can maybe with 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 regards to getting them into a playoff race and i think we'd have probably settled coming you know looking back at october we'd have probably settled for where we finished last season which i think was was 12th um so I think in terms of squeezing every last pip, as you've said, out of this squad, I think Carlos Gorbrand has, has done that. I mean, if we nod to sort of last night, which was obviously disappointing defeat, as you say, it was probably a bit of a bonus. If we came out with a point, came out of three points, that would have been fantastic. I mean, you you know, you'd rock yourself right back into the 
well, you brought yourself right back into sixth position. You'd have been in, you'd have, it had been in your hands, in our hands, really, for the remaining two games. But I mean, I, I, my my qualm really with, with as you as you mentioned there, the lack of quality. You look at Sheffield United's first goal. Obviously, it's a it's a big mistake from from Gardner Hickman to, to to kind of play and giant through it on goal, which is obviously not what you want when you know we're, we're sort of clutching on to, to to get a point at Bramall Lane, but. I, I, the point I made at the time, I think I've said it on Twitter, is I don't think Albion score that goal uh, in that you know from where Sheffield United scored that first goal. I think the quality in Albion's front line. I don't think that we'd, I think we'd pick up the possession from from say a dodgy back pass, but I don't think we'd have the sort of quality to to pick a goal out of that sort of situation. I don't know what you what you think about that, Dan, but I I, I think we'd struggle in in that kind of opportunity, even if it was gifted to us in the way we we gifted it to gifted possession to Sheffield. I think you're right. And in the first half, I think that happened two or three, not, not as blatant, not as kind of moronic as what Garden Hitman did. But there was two or three times in the first half, and I thought we had a really good half an hour where we were, we found ourselves sort of three on two or four on three, where the, the Sheffield United were quite sloppy in possession. We found ourselves kind of at least kind of matching them for numbers going forward. And we just didn't have that clinical edge to slip someone in or get a shot out. I mean, look, in the first few minutes, Carl and Grant should score for me. Um, in that chance he had kind of, I know it kind of fell to him quite awkwardly, but I still think a good striker kind of finished that mm. off, like gobbles that up. Um, and as I say, I think we played we played some decent football, and that's been the story of our season at times. I think we've played nice football and we've done okay. I have to say, apart from the last four or five games under Steve Bruce, we played some really nice stuff at the start of the season. We were, and we had decent victories. My honest view is that if Steve Bruce had, had started the season with Alex Palmer in goal, I still I think he'd still be our manager. <laughs> I mean, I, I I honestly don't I, look. I'm not a Steve Bruce apologist by any stretch, um, but I, I think part of the problem with Bruce was he just kind of stuck with. I think the worst goalkeeper at West Brom I've seen in my lifetime by some considerable way in David Button. I mean, I was at Birmingham when we lost 2-0. I mean, that game, I mean, he didn't want to be on the pitch. I mean, it was on the, it was kind of unbelievable. It, one of the, it is the single worst goalkeeper yeah. performance I have ever seen. Um, and they, they should have taken him off at half-time. But anyway, aside from that, I just, I, yeah, I agree with you. I just think, I think we played some nice stuff, but just the lack of quality and, and, the minute we we spoke about just before we came on, the moment we went one nil down, I, I just mm. he had two nil, three nil written all over it. I just didn't see where that goal was going to come from. And as I say, you you look at the bench and who's Corbrand going to bring on? I mean, I thought for what it's worth, I thought he was right to start Taylor Hit- Garden Hitman. I thought I thought yeah. I actually think he's been playing quite well when he's come on. I like his drive. I like the fact that he's a bit of a wind up. He leaves he leaves a foot <laughs> in and he shoves a player. And I like that. The, the, the squad lacks a bit of bite and a bit of character, and I think he brings that. Um, but it was just a kind of such a soft, soft error. Um, and I'm not sure who he was thinking he was trying to pass to. Um, and I think if he doesn't make that error, we maybe hang on for a draw. But in the grand scheme of things, a point doesn't make much difference. I still think we have to probably win the two games mm. remaining to get into the playoffs anyway. Um, and look, even if we get into the, we can maybe discuss that. I mean, even if we get into the playoffs, I think we've got a big, a big ask to come, come overcome Luton and Middlesbrough, who I think are, are the two next best teams in the league. Um, and look, God forbid we get promoted. I mean, what would we do then? <laughs> because, because I don't know about you, I'm struggling to see beyond maybe your Koshlu, maybe the goalkeeper, maybe O'Shea. You'd have to buy twenty-five new players, I think, Dan. If we got it, it's a it's it's a Nottingham Forest job without the money. 
So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the only advantage to pr- promotion is it'd be quite fun at the time and we'd then get the financial security yeah. for a while of, of, of the money from the Premier League and Sky and, and the parachute payments. But actually getting promoted, I mean, it'd be a pretty miserable season, I think, next year. Yeah, I think I think the, the main bonus, I think the only reason a lot of Albion fans, apart from just to say we're a Premier League club again, which I think seems seems a long time away for, for us, I think, at the moment. But I think just to say you're a Premier League club again, to get the money in, uh, and to hopefully, you know, attract a, a possible, you know, buyer to, to, to potentially tempt the owner away from the club. I think those are kind of the three big points of, of possible promotion on the pitch. It would probably be a disaster. I mean, and, and for Corbran, I suppose it's good for him to be able to manage in the Premier League because he's, you know, he's clearly shown the aptitude to to, to manage, you know, a, a higher level and he's clearly a fantastic coach. So that would be a good opportunity for him. But with the players that we've got, I think, as you say, it would be a, a rebuild just without the the, the building bit because we wouldn't be able to spend very much money. But, I mean, last night's defeat at Sheffield United, I think, um, for me, there was a little bit of um, a little bit of a reluctance for Albion's players to kind of take the ball on and, and try and take a bit of responsibility, I think, maybe is what I what I'd, what I'd say. I think there were opportunities, as you say, that we got, you know, three on two and, and we had some really good chances with the ball. And it seemed a little bit sort of like, no, you have the ball, you know, now I'll pass it to you and you can you can try and make something of it. It didn't seem like anyone was kind of like, no, I'll have the ball, I'll take them on, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do with it. It seemed a little bit of like a passing the book along the line and seeing seeing whether they could, whether they could, whether somebody would make something of it. But it, it kind of seemed, it seemed like they were like passing it along the line and trying to make something happen that way. It was quite a tentative performance, yeah. I agree. And that's why, as I say, apart from the obvious error, I actually quite like... What I quite like about Garden Hickman is that he does kind of drive mm, the ball. Yeah. He's happy. He's willing to have a bit of his goal at Reading earlier in the season. He's willing to kind of take a shot from thirty yards. And in this league, if it's on target, it's got it's got a chance. I I, I agree. I, but I still I come, I come back to it. I think part of it's a lack of confidence. I think I don't think they're they're full of confidence at the moment. Um, they've had a, they've sort of stumbled themselves into this position where they might have a shot at the playoffs. But let's be absolutely clear about this. We're not in with a shout for the playoffs with two games to go because of anything we've done. Mm. It's because the teams who've had the their destiny yeah. in their own hands, uh, Blackburn and, and Millwall, have completely capitulated because they're shite. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing you have to remember. Like The, the league is rubbish. I mean, it's a poor, poor league. Um, there, is, there, there is going to be two out of that four in the playoffs are going to be poor football teams and we may be one of them yeah. but um i think you have to sort of take a step back here and 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 say are, are have we bottled it or is the reality that everyone else around us has bottled it and we've somehow managed to sort of stay in the mix because that's how it feels um it's like who doesn't want to make the playoffs yeah. rather than who does i mean preston who i mean are just no good at all um and I've got mates from my time of living in Manchester, but quite a few mates who are Preston fans. I mean, they're on the same points as us and they're still in the race for a playoff mm-hmm. place. I mean, their form is absolutely dreadful. Yeah. I mean, it's relegation form and they're still in with a shout. So, yes, I'm, I'm not... I, I, everything about... If you'd have said to me yesterday, if we'd have done this podcast this time yesterday and you said, like, give me a prediction for, for tomorrow night at Sheffield United, I'd have said, I think we'll play pretty well, but we'll lose 2-0. Yeah, and that's what and I, and I'm not being an oracle. I think that's a pretty fair assessment of of where we are. We I think we put up a bit of a fight. I think we've got some decent players. I think we can we can we can hold ourselves hold our uh, hold our own for a while. But when we ask to produce that little bit of quality and that little bit of class, and like you say, Sheffield United didn't take didn't have a sniff, yeah. and then they took and they took two chances and one two 0 
And that's why they're in the Premier League next season. We're almost certainly not. Um, but for, for ne- my worry next season is is kind of just, yeah, I mean, look, we probably haven't got time to go into it now, but the, the stuff off the pitch feels so uncertain. I mean, on the one hand, Corbran has signed this new contract and quite a generous contract and clearly doesn't feel like the club is so much of a basket case that he kind of jumped <laughs> ship at the first opportunity, which we all thought he would do when Leeds came along. Um, and he didn't. So obviously he's been told something. I don't know whether that bank loan we got was kind of a, like, look, we're just kind of betting the ranch uh, on this whole, on this bank loan. And we're going to take that and have one last run at it. Yeah. And if we make it great, if we don't, well, we're in a, a, a whole world of pain. <laughs> um, it clear the squad, the squad needs a rebuild in Corbrand's image, um, which requires money. And I'm not sure he's going to get it. So I'm really interested to see, because I think we have one of the brightest, most talented young managers in football, um, who's currently in charge of one of the most chaotic, badly run <laughs> football clubs, with a half a squad that has great potential and the other half, which is no, no good. Um, and so it's we're, I just, it's such a strange time, yeah. I think. I think if, if we were, if we were being, if we were in, if we had a poorer manager, I would be really worried. Corbrands, I think, our last hope yeah. of salvaging our club. Um, there is a lot of weight on his shoulders. A very young, still quite inexperienced manager. But from what I've seen so far and the way he's got, like you said, squeeze every pip out of it, I'm confident we can have a run next season. My concern would be three of the teams that come down are going to be pretty good yeah. teams. That relegation battle is going to involve mm. potentially, potentially. I mean, Forrest winning last night, suddenly they're yeah, back, yeah. potentially back in. You may have, you might have Everton, you might have Leeds, you might have Leicester. I mean, you're gonna, there's, there's going to be two of that three are going to be a big yeah. club with money and players. So you're already thinking right next season that top two might be mm. hard to get into even now. So, um, so yeah. But the the, the defeat at Sheffield United felt inevitable, and um, I don't think we should be too concerned or surprised by it. Yeah, I mean, you're right about next season with the with the teams coming down. I mean, there there will be massive teams, whoever. Do you have a sort of that five or six end up in the end up in the championship? You're going to struggle to get in the automatic promotion spaces you'd expect. I mean, if you are Carlos Corbran, Dan, if you, if you were him, you know you've you, you've done really well at West Brom. You've you've done a fantastic job to get them out of relegation. I'd say your stocks maybe not as high as it was a few months ago when you're on that massive winning streak. I think maybe that's probably down to the players rather than him. But if if you're him, do you do you stay this summer? Do you stay and see this? This, the, the next season out, or at least see the summer out and see what happens when you when you get to next season. It'd be quite strange of him not to, given given he had like an out or, or it seemingly had an out and chose not to take it. I mean, obviously they'll sit down in May June and have the conversation about kind of what's available to spend, what what can we do. Like he'll have an obviously he's had a good to what seven eight months with the squad by by the summer to kind of assess who he thinks is kind of in his plans and who's not. Um, he's effectively been handed a squad he mm. had no control over and told to do what he can with it. Um, I, I don't, I, look, I don't know the ins and outs. And I think we are in such a symbolic state behind the scenes that I wouldn't rule anything out. I would think it's quite odd for him not to see him or uh, see at least the start of next season and see where what he can do if he's given a bit of money and a bit of time to rebuild the squad. Um, it'll be interesting to see because as I say he hasn't really had we haven't really seen uh, we he hasn't really been given at any point a full squad yeah. to say right this is my 11 and when he did have that in that sort of sweet spot yeah. around December, January we really saw 
like a kind of identity. And I was saying earlier that that period where we had DK and a San, Thomas Asante mm. fit, where he was clearly had like a kind of he'd start one and then bring the other one on, and that dynamic worked really well. Of Asante would like knacker them yeah. out, and then DK would come on bully them, or vice versa. And then that he felt like he had a real logic. I mean, the one time I've not been a huge fan of him tactically is when he's tried Jed Wallace down the middle. Yeah, that, that was that was like strange. Him. That was a very strange yeah. period of time. He's a very old-fashioned kind of winger. Gets the byline. He, yeah. he causes teams. And down the middle, he looked lost. And he tried that in a two or three games. I didn't quite understand what he was what he was trying with that. Um, but clearly, he was just trying to see what the, he was looking at the squad sort of mid-season and seeing who fit where and and. Um, I'll be interested to see. I mean, look, I think defensively we need. I would. I think the whole. I think you need to hold me back for. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Townsend. I know. I know. I see people on Twitter talk about stats. Show he's a good player. I just don't see it. Um, I think Furlong's a trier, but he's incredibly inconsistent. Um, and then centre back wise, we just need our O'Shea. I like. Yeah. I think he needs a proper partner. Um, and then, yeah, up front, I mean, DK, I think we can just write off now, sadly. I feel incredibly sorry for him, but I don't think he's going to have a career with us in, or even maybe a career in football. And Thomas Asante is a trier, yeah. but again, he's not going to lead the line. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what identity he brings and what players he brings in and, and what he does. I hope he has the chance to do that and I hope he has has the kind of commitment to the club to do it but I wouldn't blame him for a second if he chose to jump ship but I just don't see I don't think he will no. I don't know I, don't, I think it'd be odd to sign a new contract and then leave yeah I feel like he'll have I, th- I feel like he'll have a very similar squad come next season if I'm honest it, it, it may well be padded out by those infamous free agents that Albion seem to like picking up um, but just to round off Dan obviously Norwich City Swansea City coming up next playoff place do you think Albion will do it or do you think it's going to be more disappointment it's a really hard one to answer because I, I, the, the, my instincts are screaming no, <laughs> because because just because just just the, we just feel like every opportunity in this last few weeks we've had a chance yeah. to kind of make put a run together we've not done it. That said, like Norwich and I like, are in a similar position to us. Like psychologically, they're very damaged. Um, they're in a very sort of similar mental state to us, and 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 I I, I think they've been even worse than us in the sense that they've they started off in those places and have dropped. So psychologically they're not they're not in, in a particularly great place. And Swansea are no good. So um I can see us losing both the games. I can see us winning both <laughs> those games. And and, and that and, and that's where we are really, isn't it? We've been I didn't see I just didn't see us going to Stoke and winning. And we did. Yeah. Um I didn't see us going to Rotherham and losing. <laughs> and we I, I just don't know. I think we, I don't think the result at Sunderland and Sheffield United, as disappointing as crushing as they are, I don't think it's. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I think if you put back-to-back wins together in these next two games, I think you get in the playoffs. So I don't see Coventry or Sunderland doing that. Yeah. So I think if you do that, you're there. I, I, I your guess is as good <laughs> as. What do you think? You just don't know what Albion's going to turn up. You know, as you say, that Stoke game. Could have won, could have come out. We obviously came out with the win, but we could have like ended, like ended up losing four or five nil. You know that it's just it's a very Albion thing to do. But Dan, uh, we'll let you go. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Baggies Podcast. Uh, do you just want to give us a, a final plug to to your documentary? Remind us when that's on. Thank you. Yes, it's called Life and Debt: Stories from the Edge, and it's on ITV on Sunday. Uh, and if people are listening back after Sunday, Sunday the thirtieth of April, uh, and ITV ITV One at 10 20 p.m 
and it will be on after our defeat slash draw slash victory <laughs> over Norwich. There we go. So you can delete, delete where appropriate. Thank you. <laughs> Dan, thank you very much for joining us. That's Dan Hewitt, uh, ITV's investigations correspondent. Thank you so much for listening to the Baggies podcast this week. Uh, we really appreciate you giving up your time to listen to us uh, and hopefully Albion can end the season with whatever they end up with, but hopefully it's with a playoff place and we can enjoy at least a couple of games left of the season. But thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.